0: everybody this is the Simpsons show i'm robbie with my co-host matt and we are here to talk about the simpsons from the beginning matt how are you uh,
1: just, uh, it's, uh, it's cows robbie cows hillbillies <laughs> oh sorry I, I fell asleep at the end of this episode and <laughs> had a horrible dream about cows eating hillbillies and everyone was okay with it i'm good though now now that i've rested i had time to process this interesting episode no,
0: I, I, I mm. uh, okay yeah. cows uh, we are brought to you by our sports on Patreon you can support us by going to patreon.com slash the Show for only $2 a month getting access to our bonus cop podcast $5 a month to get you in access to all that stuff plus all our back episodes falling off the main feed plus these episodes new and early and uncut we have someone to thank Matthew oh thank goodness I'm so sorry this is the first episode That you're supporting us on But,
1: you know, the the bonus
0: episodes are better, I promise That's what they're paying us for Mark Stevens, thank you, Mark Thank you, Mark This week's episode is Apocalypse Cow Episode KBF 10 Originally aired April 27th, 2008 Written by Jeff Westbrook Directed by Nancy Cruz Received a 4.6 rating with 7.8 million viewers The chalkboard gag A person's a person, no matter how, Ralph You like that Horton here's a Who reference, Matt? I do. I do.
1: Yeah. I also noticed that the couch gag is the the, the tapestry again.
0: It is the tapestry again. This is a repeat. Uh, You may notice it is also a longer of one of the longer repeat couch gags they could have used. I wonder why that is. Oh, wait. It's
1: because this episode has nothing to it, so therefore they needed to use up as much time as possible with a couch gag with a full intro
0: as well. Yeah, it's I... They did it. I mean, there's... It could have... They could have... They could have, Matt they could have it could have been something they could have but should have they didn't know. that's what happened they could have but they didn't know. this episode guest stars zoe deschanel as mary spuckler she has a fine job for the i don't know six lines mary has like i don't mary yeah, does six lines and on top of that you know being a, a child who's supposedly born in a gas station uh... let's we'll get to the hillbilly jokes <laughs> Matt, don't worry. We'll get there. Oh, yeah, we will. Um, this begins with Bart and Lisa watching Saturday morning cartoons, uh, primarily trans clownomorphs, in which transforming oh, it's clowns. so long. It's very, it is, a, it, we get an intro from Krusty and then we get a long bit about these clowns fighting dinosaurs. I'm assuming this is like a, is making fun of beast wars? Uh, but this goes on for a long time. That's really the problem with it. It's not that it exists, and that is that uh, it takes up like probably a minute. Um, and then they have to Marge makes them turn to the golf channel, and then they want to get golf clubs. I think they're missing the point a little bit about yes, advertising has basically infiltrated every aspect of American life, but
1: and kids are especially involved in it and yeah. want everything
0: that's shown to them on TV. But kids don't like golf. Uh, that's that's. I don't kiss golf is, is, is a boring to a child. Most of time. So they, uh, but Marge is tired of the, the ads. So she sends them off. She wants them away from the television. So her and Lisa are going to make banana bread, which sounds like a lot of fun. And Bart has to go to Shelbyville with Homer to have the beanbag chairs re One of those sounds fun. One does not. One does not, but it also, it, but, Bart makes a there's a there's a joke here Matt I'm I'm okay I shouldn't use the word joke there is a reference here where Bart says I don't like going there because the owners yell in Hebrew on the phone is that he says that I'm pretty sure and you're like what mm-hmm. what is that I don't even know what that means yeah
1: I also uh question that Bart would be able to understand uh Hebrew I don't. I, I just. Be able I, to identify it. I'm
0: just going kind to of be fuddled by this, but that's not the last. It's certainly not the last befuddling thing that happens in this episode. Um, oh, it's definitely not. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> spoilers, guys. An episode of The Simpsons season 19 it makes some really weird decisions. Um, They're driving to Shelbyville with the beanbags, and they pass by a combine harvester and uh, things happen and bart joins 4-h
2: hey check it out i wouldn't mind driving that over a prairie dog village hunter the driver Ah. martin what's a tool like you doing on something cool like that yeah what's the deal loser i'm operating a combine harvester it's part of my duties as a member of 4-h 4 H Club. Is it dangerous? Indeed! It has the most finger loss of any youth organization. Can I join that? Can I, can I, can I? Son, a lot of these youth organizations encourage parents to get involved in the activities. Not this one! Sold! I pledge my head to clearer thinking, my heart to greater loyalty, my hand. Man, how many H's does this thing have? Yeah, there's a bunch. Let's skip the oath and uh, get you behind the wheel of something you can't handle. Okay.
1: Okay. 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 First of all, Martin, (laughs) the little nerd, is in (laughs) 4-H. Okay, sure. Uh, I guess we can make a stretch like that. Uh, It seems like more of a Lisa thing, possibly. But again, she is against factory farming, so who knows? Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't think the kids in 4Wish really get involved in that much, uh, finger maiming activities. <laughs> I,
0: I, I don't know, man. Like, there's a part of me that likes some of the stuff in this episode. Like, there's a, there's mm-hmm. core ideas going on in some places where I go, oh, that's something. Oh, that's good. I like that. But I feel like there's a lot of, there's a, this episode. I think it's because that stuff is in this episode, the good stuff. That you can very easily see what, what I would call, the the de- what people largely call the decline of the Simpsons and all the yeah. emblematic stuff. All those signs are in this episode. And I think they're very evident because they're not alone, because there's good stuff right alongside them. And you go, oh, that's good. And then, oh, look at all this bad stuff look this is why <laughs> it doesn't work. You're like the, and why it's so different from good Simpsons um, th- and like they're like this inciting incident which doesn't need to exist like i, I you don't need transmorpho clowns, transclonomorphs, you don't need that really. Uh, you, yeah, you could have really just started with Bart and Homer in going the car to get the beans. Yeah, that's that's it. Like you can the beanbag stuff is fine, but you could just start there. That's and it saves you time. It's they, it's it's like they have a list of jokes,
1: and when an episode starts to run short, they just say, "What kind of joke can we add to this?" Oh, let's have one about transclonomorphs. Let's throw that at the beginning. Sure, why not? Yeah,
0: it's there is a lot of time a joke they've written a joke and it's in search of a home versus the other way around, and. Bart joins 4-H. Okay. I don't mind. I don't mind. Yeah, like... And that's the other thing, Matt, where you're like, oh, well, if it's good, I don't care if Martin's in 4-H. It's fine.
1: Yeah. And like uh, like I was I was trying to say, uh, probably I did poorly, is that I can see a way for Martin to be in 4-H, but it would have required a little more
0: explanation than this. And I don't know why they didn't do that, because... There is not, eh? there's not really development. I think that's one of the, the problems, and we're going to get to it very quickly here, where... Um, Bart joins 4-H and this is, okay, that's, that's interesting. We really haven't, an, and like, it's a, it's a thing where people go, oh, they run out of ideas. I'm like, no, there's a million ideas. Like you're, when you're following the, the, the story of a family and of a 10 year old, like how many different activities and how many different subcultures can you expose these kids to, uh, functionally infinite, and you can make an episode about any of them and 4-H is as good as any uh, where you could have Bart join 4-H. And, like, they made a whole episode about Bart joining the Boy Scouts. What You can't make an episode about Bart joining 4-H and, and getting into that into that hijinks and about finding him himself and in, in comparison to this into farming and, and agriculture and growing up on a farm and all that stuff? Okay. You can do that. Um, but here is where we go. Oh, right, the bad stuff, because this is the Bart joins four H. We get a little, couple jokes here about what you know, the old, there's a lot of H's. There's four H's, but this is a you could have this this next scene or scenes Bart doing different farming things. Bart learning about life on a farm, about the about agriculture, about. Those types of jobs have you? I don't. You have that this old guy teach him. I don't. You can have the other kids learn with Bart, but instead we get a montage of Bart on a combine harvester, much like we saw Martin on just a moment ago. Mm -hmm. Which doesn't make
1: any sense to me because if you wanted to really make it so that Bart gets into this, have him show him doing the things that 4-H actually does: raising animals, learning to uh, you know plant plants. And to grow them and those sorts of things. And Bart genuinely enjoying this kind of thing. Don't just show him driving a combine. Like, yeah, driving large farm equipment looks like fun, but it's also a lot of work, a lot of very fiddly work. Show Bart learning that. Like, it doesn't just have to be a joke. You can put lots of jokes into Bart being bad at the things 4-H does and then getting better at them. If you want
0: to have a montage, do that montage. And then, like this is what I'm talking about, Matt. The em- it's emblematic of the decline of the show. It's emblematic of these these yeah. k- the l- kind of laziness and these tropes that they fall into over and over and over again. Where that is what you could do. You could have a, a, a semi grounded sequence where Bart learns about farming, and just like in the like I Boy Scouts of the Hood I, I bring that up because I feel like it's a good comparison point. It's like oh suddenly he and he could have a moment he, like this typically nerdy group or weird group that Bart doesn't consider himself a part of, and then he learns he learns about them and suddenly oh now it's part of his identity. Th- those are always fun. Those are always interesting episodes. But instead of doing that, instead of making it grounded, and instead of making uh, jokes built around this uh, uh, around that about Bart actually, you know, growing connections with these farmers, with the rest of the kids. They just have a minute long sequence where Bart runs over stuff with a combine harvester. And they, it is literally a single joke. And the joke is, look what happens when we run over things with this combine harvester and what comes out the back of the harvester.
1: Yeah, not that anything is like absolutely ripped apart to shreds and destroyed because it really only works for crops. No, it makes everything neat and tidy and packaged.
0: He runs through clothesline, runs through a clothesline, runs through uh, a river, and then finally he runs over some manure and come out DVD copies of Pirates of the Caribbean three.
1: Get it? Because the movie's not good;
0: it's basically poo. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like I'm Uh, not going to defend the Pirates uh, three, but also. You guys do not have a leg to stand on. You could easily just made those DVD copies of season nineteen of The Simpsons, and it would not. You can't. You're not. It's not really. You should not. You not. Have, oh boy. Um. Then and so we have this montage of him on a combine harvester, and then we jump directly to what becomes, I guess, the crux of the episode. I would put the cow, Lou the cow as basically the anchor point of this episode even when it gets incredibly crazy in the third act the cow is basically still i think the crux um where we jump from this montage very crazy very cartoonish we jump to bart having to pick his calf for a uh, the calf raising competition
2: Okay, 4-H'ers, here's your summer project. Pick a calf and raise him up big, strong, and, of course, God-fearing. And at the end of the summer, the best calf wins a blue ribbon. I want a tough one. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Whoa. I didn't come here today expecting to fall in love. Hmm. Hey, it's the runt. I'll take anything but the runt. Aw, oh, looks like we're partners. You're a scrappy little misfit, just like me. Anyone want to trade? No reasonable offer refused. I'll take a chicken. <coughs> pull it, phantom, orpington, pull it, Flemish
0: giant, pull it, leghorn.
2: Keep it down. I'm trying to feed my runt. <laughs> Here, I'll show you what to do. All right, I get it. I get it. By the way, I'm Mary. I'm Bart. This is my calf, Lulu Bell. Uh, you know that's a boy, right? Oh, I thought she was peeing out of her nipple.
0: How about you just
2: call him Lou? That's great. It rhymes with moo. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. 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 I what's I'll, I'll give it some focus on the positives first, man. Okay. Um, Lou, it's just a cow. Uh, for the most part. They don't, he is not like the raccoons. <laughs> he is not even like Furious D back in the day. He, Lou is mostly just a cow. Like, they give it a little bit of, they anthropomorphize it a little bit, personify it a little bit, but it is still mostly just a very a sweet cow. That's a positive. Okay?
1: Yes. He's, he's scrawny, he, you can see his ribs, you know, he's obviously the run to the litter.
0: Uh, don't really appreciate Bart's a desperate desire to not get lou but sure i mean that's fine too i don't mind any of that honestly it is fine it is because that is it. like it deepens the bond that bart grows with and, and, and bonds with lou i it's it's everything around this that is i i they just cannot cannot take it seriously it's really that where they can't build anything around up around this connection like you would think that like bark gets an elephant works it's ten thousand times better despite being incredibly more ridiculous and stampy isn't even really <laughs> you don't even li- like St- stampy's not a nice elephant stampy's a jerk but you still care because he's going to be killed for his, his uh, for his tusks for his ivory and Bart cares we care because Bart cares and so, I don't, I, I don't think, and this is like the stuff that's around the edges where I'm like, well, well, I'm pretty sure 4-H is very open about the idea that you're raising this animal to be sold to slaughter, right? I don't think 4-H hides that fact. It doesn't keep the kids in the dark. I, I've, I'm, I've I was not in 4-H, so I don't know that, but I presume that almost all the, like, I knew kids in 4-H who have raised pigs in in this similar situation. Matthew, anything?
1: No, I just I, – I have had uh, – I believe my nieces were in a 4-H, and you're right. Uh, it is very obvious from the beginning. But again, Bart is a particularly dense kid, so maybe he missed out on that fact. I mean, um,
0: I, I just want it – like I feel like there should have been maybe not an outright, hey, Bart, we're going to sell this – you're going to sell this animal to slaughter at the end of the day. But it is more about maybe someone trying to tell him these things, and Bart just is – Oblivious, I don't know. I I think I wanted that. Like it feels like this is very, like, despite the fact that yes, factory farming is bad, but 4H isn't. 4H is more about uh about about good farming practices. I as far as I know, they are. They're yeah, a, I mean this is not
1: factory farming. This is this is Bart raising a cow by hand, doing it the old fashioned way, basically.
0: Yes, and I I feel like that's what like the when I I. I, I don't know. It like it's all very muddled. And obviously and they simplify things down to such a simple, like just a low level, it's very hard to pick out any anything that makes sense. Um Bart, we have another montage. Hey Matt, how do you feel about montages? Uh there's just so many of them. And I think that's another problem, is that they just use They lean on them. It's just a crutch, and it, it really shows. Like you can get away with a montage in an episode. That's perfectly fine. But how many do we have? Like, how many montages do I have to go through in an episode when you because you don't want to write scenes? So, uh, but this is this these, these two big montages take up so much time. We're effectively getting to the end of the first act, where Bart has raised Lou. Lou is now a young adult, a cow, I guess, a bull, and Uh, Bart takes him in to be judged.
2: So what do you think of my calf? (laughs) Well, now, son, I'm not here to judge. Actually, yes, you are. It would. Oh, right, I am. Well, I don't know much about cows, but I think we have a winner. You're the greatest cow in the world. I'm going to be your friend forever. Bart, you do know what happens next. Something happens next? Son, your calf is going to be taken to a feed lot. Lots of feed. That sounds good. Then slaughtered. But he won. Why don't you kill the loser cows? Oh, we will. But your cow gets to go first.
0: So, dun-dun-dun... Lou. So this is this
1: is the end of Act One and it, we finally get to the point where Bart, you know, realizes what's
0: happening. Yes. When Bart finally goes, Oh, I am raising this cow to be sold to slaughter. Um and I don't I don't know. I don't mind this. I'll say this, despite all my complaints, I don't mind this idea, I don't mind this uh, this idea of Bart going, Oh no, I have I've established this relationship with this cow and now they're gonna kill it. Uh, and people are gonna—it's gonna get turned into hamburger and steaks, and I think that's could be really interesting plot. And I don't necessarily mind even the second act, but the third act—we uh, go to commercial eight minutes and fifty-eight seconds.
1: And when we come back, uh, Bart is obviously very uh, distraught over Lou. Uh, he talks to Homer about it, and Homer tries to convince him that uh, there's not a whole lot that he can really do. Uh, the, all the things you can do is basically buck up and not be a cow. Good advice, Homer. We'll don't try to take that into account before we're born next time. Don't maybe. be a cow. Don't be a cow. Exactly. So, uh, meanwhile, uh, that night, Bart is uh, starting to sleep. But unfortunately, here's a strange noise. <laughs> Lou?
2: Now I feel so bad, I'm imagining I hear your voice. Mm -hmm. Leave me alone. It's not my fault there's nothing good to eat on this planet except meat. Mm -hmm. I can't help you. I'm just a little boy. (laughs) Gart, are you all right? I hear Lou mooing in my head. What you heard was your conscience telling you to stop eating meat. If I could save Lou, I'd never eat meat again. Not even prosciutto and melon. (laughs) (laughs) Anguished Animals 3? That wasn't my conscience mooing. It was... Tres McNeil! (laughs) Alright, so I put that there to get you to stop eating meat. (laughs) But your body is going to miss the protein, so you'll have to take these pills. Sorry, Lise. I can't be a vegetarian. I love the taste of death. But please help me get my cow back. Okay. Meet me halfway. Stop stirring your lemonade with a sausage. Give me a minute. Come on. It's a no-brainer.
1: Okay. Robbie, I'm not sure I can explain to you how incredibly (laughs) stupid that was. (laughs) Like, okay, I can see Lisa using some sort of technique to make Bart feel a little extra guilty about Lou. Sure. But why not just make Bart feel guilty? Why not just have Bart actually you know have a dream about Lou' his love dreams he just have him have a dream about Lou and be sad about it? Why do you need Lisa trying to manipulate him and feel bad and trying to convince him to be a vegetarian? I mean <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know, Matt I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. This is again, when you're talking about baffling when I mention baffling and befuddling decisions, this is one of them where they go the extra step to make it more complicated and weird than it needs to be. This can be as simple as Bart feeling guilty and Lisa coming to comfort him and say, hey, this is why I'm a vegetarian. And Lisa, like, we, Lisa the Vegetarian is a hallmark episode of The Simpsons. You can easily just have her reference say, like, this is what effectively broke me at the end of the day where I go, I don't, I can't eat these animals anymore. I can't in good conscience do it. And... And Bart's like, well, I don't know if I can commit to that. And well, and Lisa's like, well, here. And he's like, well, I, I need, to, I need, And you could still have this sequence where they try and go save Lou. That's perfectly fine. But why? Again, like you said, yeah. Why don't you just have them have a a, a conversation about this? why did do, I don't know? It's be, like because they had jokes, Matt.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's real dumb. So let's get through it as fast as we can. <laughs> so as as we heard, Bart has resolved he's going to save Lou. So Lisa gets some of her hippie law breaking friends, uh, whose names I do not care to remember. Lisa also has a code name, and they give Bart the code name Lisa's brother because hey, let's kill thirty seconds of people whispering in a little huddle for a non joke, an anti joke, if you will. Uh, but they do it. They they break in. And then we never see the hippie friends again. They're completely gone from there. So they're there to make a prayer to the fence to say, sorry for cutting you open. And then they break in and then it's just Bart and Lisa from then on out. They're just gone, whatever. Uh, So uh, Lou, uh, they find Lou uh, when Bart calls him and he's huge. Obviously this is a feedlot. They've been giving him lots of feed plus lots of antibiotics to make him huge. uh, Because again, this is, this is actual conventional agriculture. And, uh, I should say factory farming, not all conventional agriculture is like this, but it's, this is what factory farming does to cows. Uh, so they cannot get Lou over the fence. Given a full-grown cow weighs several hundred pounds, I don't know whether or not he, they would have been able to get him over the fence no matter what they had been feeding him, but whatever. Uh, Bart then grabs a forklift, uh, brings it over, launches another cow into a nearby lake with the forklift somehow. Uh, again, not how forklifts work, uh, but Bart claims it was a practice cow and then is able to pick up Lou and drive him down the road on a forklift. No one has seen any of this, of course, and they continue to run away with him with Lou on the forklift and bark at Lisa driving it. Uh, and they resolve that they are going to go to Mary uh, because Mary lives on a farm and she could obviously take Lou in uh and you know care for him because she's already got lots of animals on her farm. And oh. <laughs> so. Uh, They make it to Cletus's farm, and then this idiocy happens.
2: Howdy, what's yours that mine's is Cletus? Huh? He wants to know your name. Oh, I'm Bart Simpson. Is Mary here? Hang on. Hey, Mary! There's a boy here asking on you! Hey, Bart. I didn't know Cletus was your dad. She had a regular city birth in a gas station. The F.E.V.I.T. wants to kill Lou and I can't keep him. Can I give him to you? <gasps> oh, Brandine, a young feller just offered Mary a cow. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. What's going on? According to the traditions of the Hill Folk, by giving our daughter a cow, you've made a formal proposal of marriage. Huh? <gasps> this calls for a hoedown. Blow her a song of love
1: oh i said love not lust robbie
0: mm-hmm. what the actual fudge is this i just hey matt here wait like i have a i have a this is a uh a nice uh representation audio audio, audio representation of what this episode uh is doing at this point Is it's this just... It's just driving off the edge of a cliff and exploding at the bottom. Yeah,
1: it's like you said earlier. You had a good episode about, you know, what it is to raise animals for slaughter and Bart learning this and and learning about meat and where it comes from, that sort of thing. And this is this is basically an echo of Lisa the Vegetarian. And then you go into just making fun of hillbillies and pretending that they're not human. Or there's some strange culture no one's ever heard of? <laughs> it's just like, what even? I don't understand. <laughs> like it's like they just wanted to make fun of hillbillies. and I said, like, Well, let's do that. Let's just spend the rest of the episode pretending like Hillbilly is this strange out there culture that no one's ever heard of or interacted with, and Bart and Lisa are the strangest. <laughs>
0: So I I really I I I'm 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 kind of happy this week, Matt, because I'm I think you're way more upset about this episode than I am. It's probably because the Oilers uh, one last night and are going to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, so that's probably why. yes. I'm, I'm 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 most most of the stuff today is bouncing off me. I feel I feel good. Um, it doesn't. This is a colossally stupid thing. Don't get me wrong. It is colossally dumb. And it is befuddling to me. Another baffling decision where you have this uh, 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 a perfectly cromulent idea about Bart raising a cow, getting attached to it, and then having to deal with the after effects of it getting going, and take it off to the slaughterhouse. And maybe going to try and rescue it. What to do after you rescue it. All very interesting and fun ideas. And then, it, hey, here are the spucklers. And you're like, oh. Okay. And marriage, and you're like, "Wait, wait a minute and and it doesn't have to be this i I cannot emphasize hard enough. you can go one in any millions of directions involving Mary or not. I think hey you have you have you' introduced Mary. Mary is I think a fine- a perfectly fine character that you could make this episode more about her and her relationship with Bart and this cow and the fact that she is used to this stuff. And you could have the Spucklers there, but as side characters. Where it's, no, Mary says, oh, well, my family, we have a farm. We have land out in the country. We can take Lou. We can, we can keep Lou around. And then Bart learns about how, oh, well, and maybe Mary's even like, yeah, we've slaughtered. We have slaughtered cows before. It's not a slaughterhouse, but we have, we kill our animals because we need to eat. You know, once they get older and they're not producing anymore, the, the problem is, Lou should be it. They should have made Lou a, a, a female, a cow, not a bull. Like it would have been more – it would in been way more – make more sense because then she could give milk and you could have like an interesting discussion about that and as a livestock and all that stuff. But I don't know. They had a joke, I think. <laughs> they had a joke about, oh, that's not a girl. That's a boy. You're know, like, oh, okay. Um it's marriage and it's just like oh yeah we got a lot of jokes about hillbillies so let's do that and you're like why it's, they're not funny they're they're the the hackiest what's let's, let's just get to it Matt. we come back commercial at 14 minutes which is a you get, relatively short second act you got a long third act a lot of time to, to use Well, we have
1: a lot of hillbilly jokes to cram in here <sighs>
0: Unfortunately, oh, and, the,
1: and let's not forget the racist Indian jokes, of course, or actually, they're they're racist
0: against Hindus, not just Indian. they're. Not, man. Okay, what? Well, we'll talk about it when we get there. So Bart says, "Yeah, I'll. will Okay, we'll get married because I want to keep Lou safe." Um And then we get on. We have an onslaught of hillbilly jokes.
2: I can't get married. I'm only 10. And I have dreams. I got 1580 on my DQAT. DQAT? Dairy Queen aptitude test. 800 ice cream, 780 brazier. But I'll find a way to get you out of this wedding. In the meantime, just say yes so Lou will be safe. Look how happy he is. I wished I had a tail where to swap-away flies. Mine just hangs there. All right, sir. Oh, marry your daughter. We're gonna have us the fanciest wedding in the county. Cletus, open up a wall so Diabetic can come. Oh, just bring him to a window so I can pinch him. We always figured someday Mary would marry. That's why we called her Mary. We name all our kids after what we think's gonna happen to them. Ain't that right, stabbed in jail? We'll see who stabs who. Can we please
1: stop now, Robbie? I, I no, don't know if I can no. handle this. No, we, we, we cannot. Oh, no, there's oh, wait, Matt. God.
0: Are you kidding me? We have just we haven't even gotten started. Um, so Bart has agreed. Oh yeah, you can if you keep Lou. But well, we have to get married. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. It's it's like oh, we need some jokes. I guess That's really the only thing I can come up with. So uh, if you guys, if you love, if you haven't watched this episode and you love hillbilly jokes, really bad ones. Hackiest jokes that would even make on a hee-haw, This is the episode for you because we get a, a brief scene where Lisa tells Martin Homer about uh, what's happening, and they decide, "Oh, we'll help." Um, it's a little, it's a brief aside. It also deals with them trying to feed spinach to Maggie with hand puppets, which I could almost with sock puppets. Actually, uh, I would almost enjoy it if this was anything of substance in this episode, but it's not. Um, and. You would think, Matt, there'd be some build here, right? We we have time to build to this wedding where Bart's worried, he doesn't know what's gonna happen, and I'm ten. I it, it, and it absolutely would not be legal. <laughs> There's just it's just so many holes, but no, it's just the wedding. <laughs> we just cut from that straight to the wedding where I'm uh-huh. like. Did it, when is this? There's just no, there's no sense of how much time has passed. Is this the same day? Bart didn't go home, so theoretically, this is what this is what the episode presents to us, Matt, is that uh, Bart and Lisa show up with a cow. Uh, the Spucklers take this as a proposal, and Bart immediately goes, goes, ah, okay, I want to save Lou, so well, yeah, let's get married. And then the same day. Well, Lisa goes to run off and tell Marge and Homer Bart is there getting ready for a wedding with all and wedding players show up and there's for spreads of redneck hillbilly food. And uh, a lot of like there's this is where we get jokes of uh, of, uh, possum uh, uh, food, food made out of possums and roadkill and whatever. Lots of those jokes. Not I didn't pull them. Mostly for Matt's sanity thank god i did not pull all these jokes there's lots of them i I do not want to i do not want to uh, to to uh forget that is that there are many of these jokes and they are all very bad and as Matt highlights in our notes there's also a crazy like a hyper obsessive wedding planner there on top of all the hillbilly jokes it is bizarre um and also they're just gonna marry this 10 year old kid is everyone's parent? okay with this, this is this is this is their culture, Robbie. That, no, no,
1: it's not. Things can still be illegal if they're part of your culture. I, I, I just,
0: just, I, I just want to like. Can I? It's just very much like. Well, what about like marriage? Is a marriage only means something to the state? Like there is no being married. I guess or or to a church, but neither of those things are here. There's no presence of the church here, and there's no presence of the state here. They have some kind of pastor or something. I don't know who this is. We've never met them before. We're not even introduced to them here. They're, they're, it's just some southern guy, honestly. We don't even know. Um, but we have a brief scene where they're getting ready for the wedding. We have a brief scene where Bart and Mary are like, oh, we don't, need, we don't have much time left. What are we going to do? And then, boom, we're at the wedding. We're getting married. And then Marge interrupts the wedding. Do you, Bart Simpson, take Mary Wrestlemania's Buckler to be your lawful wedded wife,
2: for as long as you both shall reckon? I do. And since we don't need to hear from women folk what they think, I'll now pronounce you Stop the wedding! <laughs> Bart is a ten-year-old boy. He still sits in the driveway and pretends to drive a car. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I have to do this. I love that big old cow. How could you say that? I starved myself to get into this dress. No, 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 no. You look great, honey. Mom, if I don't get married, they'll take Lou. I'm sorry, Bart, but sometimes your mom knows best. Son, I'm afraid hillbilly law is clear. If this marriage is off, then that cow has gone back to the feedlot and Mary must taste the bitter agony of being an old maid of a living feel bad, sweetie. I was 13 when I married your father. Yeah, and you'd already been divorced four times. Goodbye, Lou. I'll never forget you. Mm. Mom, how could you do this to me? Sweetie, don't you think your mom might have a trick up her sleeve? No. Mm. Trust me.
1: Don't! I mean, move. So... Robbie, mm-hmm. let me just get this straight. Mm-hmm. The whole point is that Bart gave Mary a cow. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it's a proposal of marriage. Yep. Why doesn't he give the cow to somebody else in the, the Spuckler family? Then it wouldn't be a, a marriage proposal, right? It would, he just gives the cow to Cleus, right? Like, that sounds... Why, Matt, why, Matt, why, Matt, Matt,
0: Matt, 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 let me slow, slow you down. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a question for Mr. Simpson's writer.
1: Why? Sorry, Mr. Mr. Simpson's writer... Why is it that Bart one can't give the cow to somebody else so it's not a proposal of marriage, and two, why is it that giving the cow back means it automatically has to go back to the slaughter yard? Cletus hates the law. He hates big corporations. Why doesn't he say well, we'll have to give it to somebody else then? Why does it automatically? Why is it one thing or the other? That is a literal logical fallacy. There's it's, it's it's a false choice, probably or sorry, Mr. Simpson's right. Please tell you're, me
0: you're, you're terrible at role playing, Matt, Okay, I'm just I know. absolutely miserable at it um Mr. Simpson's writer he would say well okay we were writing this episode um right around um Groundhog Day and we had a routine in the Simpsons writing room we'd always watch Groundhog Day uh when on Groundhog Day cuz we all love Bill Murray we think the movie's great and uh we didn't have enough time to do both so we we got to hear uh, when we were writing this episode and then oh we ran out of time so we watched Groundhog Day instead and it's really funny the answer Matt, is because they do, they went because they they took every single possible shortcut it is we have Apparently. a we have a character already here it's, it's very simple why they did this stuff and it's all because they didn't want to write it again they didn't want to revise their draft <laughs> they didn't want to do more work Honestly, it's we have we've introduced Mary and because we have introduced her, she is important. And because she is voiced by a guest character, Zoe Deschanel does the voice of Mary. She is important. So Mary is we have to have it so that Mary is the person that Bart gives the cow to. And it becomes uh, it's about wedding because we say so, because we this is the plot we've written. We have, this is a story we've written. We've written a few scenes revolving around a hillbilly wedding. It has to go to a hillbilly wedding. It's because we say so. It's because I said so. That's if you want the answer, Matt. Mr. Simpson's right. It says because I said so. Because I didn't run to write other scenes. Uh, because it's I, I think we think it adds tension for it to have to go back to the slaughterhouse, even though it makes no sense. <laughs> even though. The slaughterhouse, theoretically, would maybe discover that a cow, one single cow is missing. But here is my suspicion, Matt. This is my suspicion. If this was real life, which doesn't really matter, but if a slaughterhouse feeding a factory, a farm, whatever, missed one single cow, they probably would just write it off. They wouldn't go hunt it down. They wouldn't care. It's one cow. They have hundreds, if not thousands of cows. They probably would go, oh, It died. It's probably it's corpse is probably out there somewhere. We'll go. We'll find it. Or
1: the other cows ate it because cows are uh, opportunistic carnivores. Like, oh, that one died. The other cows ate it.
0: Exactly. It's very. It could like it's something like that. And they wouldn't go searching for a single cow. They would just go. Oh, whatever. (laughs) They they don't care about the animals. That's the whole thing. It would be a perfect. That's a perfect way to illustrate the difference between a small. Small farm where they raise the animals, knowing the animal and taking good care of them, and maybe yes, they do get slaughtered at the end of the day, but their lives are healthier and better versus a factory farm. He doesn't care if a cow goes missing or dies. It's just whatever. It's just cow. Who cares? There's a hundred. There's going to be more of them tomorrow. Why does it matter? Um, but they don't. They they know it's because we need. We it is literally because the plot dictates it. The plot dictates we need tension in the final. Two, three, four minutes of the episode, so we have it. Have it so that the cow was taken back to the slaughterhouse for whatever reason. Doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> but Matt, we have not even gotten. Oh, unfortunately, we have. Oh not boy, this is not God. even it. Um, so you hear at the end of that clip, Homer is masquerading as a cow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so. I guess we're just supposed to take it for granted that this guy who drives cows around all day, forever, that's his job. All he does every single day Mm -hmm. is drive cows from one place to another. He wouldn't recognize that this is a dude in a cow costume? Nope. It does not care or matter. Does that? Does it? No, Matt, I'm gonna ask He's you, like, okay, Matt, Ms. Matt, Matt. Mr. Okay.
1: Simpsons writer, I am paid to move something from one place to another. <laughs> I don't care what it is. Now,
0: okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay. You, not Mr. Simpsons writer, you a question. Okay. Do you consider yourself an expert on cows? Mr. Simpsons writer? Yes, absolutely. No, no, I no, no, no. I'm asking you, Matt. Matt, oh, are he, you an no. expert on on cows? Expert.
1: No, I'm, I'm not an expert on cows.
0: You know more or less what most people know about cows, right? Uh, that is true, yeah. Okay. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to – let's say in this theoretical situation, I've lined up ten cows, okay? Right in front of you, okay? You're a long line of cows. One of them is a human in a cow costume.
1: Well, I don't know how I'm supposed to pick that one out. I mean, all cows look the same, obviously. There's no way. I mean, with a good enough cow costume, you know, one that wasn't made out of just fabric scraps, there's no way to tell.
0: Um, Homer gets taken off to the the laughter house, as he calls it, which I I did smile at that at that that gag, Matt. I'll say that. Okay, That's fair. That's Homer fair. calling it the laughter house instead of the slaughterhouse. I I I did I did smile at that. I'm gonna is this all, here? This might be the other thing. Um, that I think this is a first for The Simpsons. In the, at this point, I think this is the first time we've gotten text messages in The Simpsons. Oh wow, we,
1: we got oh that that's true, that's true. Because yeah, Marge ends up with over four hundred text messages. I think it's the first time any of them ever texted anywhere.
0: Yeah, this is two thousand eight. This is our first time we've gotten text messages in The Simpsons. So that's interesting. Um, they both have, and we have. Luckily, they have cell phones. Which sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Um, so Homer's on his way back to the Laughter House. Uh, slaughterhouse, and they need to get rid of Lou. Lou, for some whatever reason, is not welcome to the Spucklers, and there's literally no one else, nowhere else in the surrounding area. There's, I don't know. Maybe I'm just inured to the fact that farm sanctuaries have such a so many such a large Instagram and internet presence, where you can go see these pic- cute pictures of cows they've rescued from places. Um, but I feel like you'd be able to find one in the surrounding areas somewhere to take in this cow. I don't know. Um, or bull in this case. So they're, they're taking Lou to well, Marge and the kids taking Lou. Lou's crammed in the back of the station wagon, by the way, Matt, of course, because where else would you put him? They do have the station wagon dragging on the ground because there's so much weight in the back, which makes sense. Sure. Uh, I don't know how the, that cow got in the car, but whatever they are at an airport. Why would they be at an airport? Robbie? Okay. Uh, They're they're going to send Lou away. Uh, So I have a clip here, and it's uh, Bart says goodbye to Lou. Don't worry, Bart. In India, your cow will be treated like a god and receive the food and medical care that in America
2: would go to human beings. Lou, if that plane leaves the ground and you're not on it, you'll regret it. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow but soon and definitely after they kill you and make you into sloppy joes. there's looking at you, cud. Hey, Lisa, I'm turning my phone back on to see if your father is ready to be picked up. Hmm. I have over 400 text messages.
1: Ready for pick up. Ready for pick up. I don't know if you're aware of this, but one of the great things about old phones is they had amazing battery life because they weren't running fast processors and big screens. And the only way this joke works is if Marge turns off her phone to save battery. Not that Homer loses his phone. Not that Marge accidentally drops her phone. Not that Marge forgot to charge her phone. She has to turn it off.
0: Well, okay. First things first, man let's, let's talk about a poo. <laughs> oh,
1: let's yeah, talk about
0: true. that first, okay? Then we'll get to the cell phone bit. Um, <laughs> I... I don't know. This feels. I, I. You seem to be much angrier about this than I am. Uh, this is stupid, right? I agree. It is dumb. There's a lot of, but there's a lot of dumb things in this episode. I don't. It. It. It is. It is. Again, it is just the shortest cut. Like that is. There. They. They went. The writers went. How can we rescue this cow? Let's use a poo because we've done this joke before with a poo and cows because he's Hindu. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. that's all this is doesn't make any sense at all why is a poo the person that they're using to usher this this cow to india for all things how did they afford this airplane to to take a cow like it's just so stupid now let's talk about the cell phone bit i what i i what i what my 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 list of complaints matt you remember my list of complaints when, I do, I do. At the uh, when we did, I've already forgotten. <laughs> I've already forgotten. Was it smoke on the daughter? Yeah, smoke on I the think daughter. It was smoke on the daughter. Yeah, yeah, on the long daughter. My long list of complaints. Eight. There's eight of them by the end of this. Eight fundamental problems. But one of them was just ironic storytelling, and now everything is dripping with irony. There's no sense of earnest reality in anything they do, and this cell phone bit. It might as well, like, they didn't quite go to this length, but it was just up to this line where it might have been been Marge staring at the camera as she says this line. Where Marge stares at the camera and goes, well, I guess I need to turn this off. Boop. Like, it varies. It is clearly, like, they are spelling it out like, oh, we are doing this because Homer can't be in contact with him because it defeats our plot. But we're doing it ironically, so it's Okay. No, it's still stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Um, it also so okay, Matt. We cut to Homer in the slaughterhouse. Homer, who is still
1: in the costume at this point, and doesn't seem to be able to get out of it. I guess I I, I don't know why well, he's still in the costume. I,
0: I I it feels like this episode presumes Matt that if Homer at any point reveals that he is not a cow. That the, that the slaughterhouse is going to go hunt down Lou, which they are not going to do. They didn't no, even do it in no, the first place. How first. did how did they know Lou was here? They didn't even know how. How would the slaughterhouse know that Lou was with the Spucklers? Did the Spucklers literally call the slaughterhouse?
1: That's what I can't figure out. That's why I was so confused when I was like, oh, yes. Uh, Cletus says, oh, if you don't get married, he's going to the slaughterhouse. Who did you call him? Do you get some kind of reward for turning the cow in I, I don't
0: understand <laughs> it doesn't make any sense but i it like it does treat this like if Homer reveals the ruse, then oh no, they will go get Lou so he has to wait until Lou is safely in the air, which doesn't make it's not this is not, it's not like this is a hostage situation it's a cow guys but let's take that for granted Matt okay let's take it for granted that Homer can't reveal himself until he's sure that Lou is safely away up in the air out of reach from this far, this slaughterhouse, apparently that has like extrajudicial reach or something <laughs> like, like their Interpol. Um, Homer gives into the slaughterhouse with a lot of other cows and finally does. And, and is worried and screaming for help. Uh, finally does get his costume off. He's like, help me, help me. And all that's around him is just a bunch of machines cutting up pieces of cow steaks and and, and to pound them in a ground beef and whatever this is a serious question Matt oh no serious questions don't belong on our show okay. is this what the Simpsons writers believe what the inside of a slaughterhouse looks like I mean probably uh or
1: they, they think that's what other people think that it's like
0: there's a people work in slaughterhouses Matt
1: lots of people like yeah. a machine doesn't they don't just throw a cow into a grinder as apparently they think happens <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: it's and so they much know, more uh, manual process yeah a human a human does a, a large part of the work i mean they have machines that assist them they have tools they they a, a human will kill a cow and then they will begin a humans will begin butchering the cow they will chop it up uh into different pieces and then send those different pieces into different parts of the slaughterhouse which then cut them up further to, to, And that's true. I think pretty much to this day, I don't. I still think it's largely there's still a lot of human involvement, human hands on this. So when I watch this, I'm like, wait a minute. If there was a human, they would immediately. Someone would be there to immediately stop the process, and they'd get them out of there. There would be no story to this episode. There would be no tension here because it's stupid. He is human. Homer has legs. He could just leave. He's not a cow. Cows don't have fingers and they're not very smart. Sadly, cows are not smart animals. So Homer can't defeat like an ankle high divider. He can't climb over a a wall. No, no. Homer is incredibly out of shape, I guess. I mean, yeah, but his life is on the line. (laughs) I get that. He can't. He thinks he's going to die from some crushing grinding machine, I guess. Which doesn't exist. It's just another another long line of things, which that's not how real life works. What is this? What cartoon world does this episode take place in? The third act is a mess. It is terrible. We finally get, quote unquote, an ending. Hmm. March, kids, the things I
2: saw. It makes me never want to eat meat again. Just fish. Chicken, burgers, veal on Fridays, dear, but only in season, and if necessary, the sweetest meat of all, human. For you, Dad, I consider that a victory. Mm. You're in a better place now, Lou, and I'll always be proud that for once in my life I had a cowman.
0: Do you not Well at least it's over. <laughs> do you not do you, how, Matt, what are your feelings? What's the final thing? what do you think about the, the, the that line at the end there? Barts I had a cow.
1: That is the least offensive thing in this
0: episode, quite frankly, and I just I don't care. I just yeah. don't care. Yeah, that that's the Yeah, I don't mind it. Honestly. I think if it if it was the bit if it was appended to the end of a different episode, also about this the cow, I would I would I would think it's fine. I think probably think it's cute. Honestly. Uh in this it yeah. feels uh cheap. Uh this episode's bad. It had the potential. Uh, it has some good stuff going on first. First couple acts, primarily all around Bart and Lou, because it's charming and cute to see Bart get attached to this animal and raise it, and you know, be a little step outside of what we think of as Bart's core identity. And then, <laughs> then the rest of the episode happens. And then, indeed, and then the rest of the episode happens. We're going to get to the end of the show. Robbie, is this episode broken, incredibly
1: broken, or bring on the napalm?
0: Matt, come on. What, I'm, who am I? This is, what, this is multiple choice. What, what are we doing? I got to decide all those things? I just
1: want to know how bad it's going to be.
0: Yeah, I think it's broken, yeah.
1: No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea.
0: Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. I don't think it's... I think it feels more broken than it is because of how... Stupid, the really baffling decisions are like there is a there's some episodes we get to this point, and there's nothing there, like even last week's Lurleen we're like why were we bringing back Larle like we can start there we there's nothing here this is no, there is something here, and like this episode does show some positives uh and it's all built it's all about Bart and Lou, and I think. If you want to do this episode well, you want to fix it, it starts there. It starts with, let's ground this episode at Bart developing this really nice relationship with this cow as he raises it. And there's other episodes that are like this, and I think you would look at them to see the directions you could take. Like, you look at Bart the Mother, uh, Bart, Bart's, Bart, uh, Bart Gets an Elephant, um, Lisa the Vegetarian. I think that this episode, ultimately, you would kind of meld those three into one and give us a little bit more insight into farms and farm life and how your food gets to the table and all this and i think again that they get in their own way and they add in so many details in this which are pointless and needless like the the lisa and the vegetarian like the lisa the environmentalist stuff and like the weird manipulation they do the spucklers at all like i don't you don't need mary you don't need mary you don't need the spucklers really you can have mary some something to do with the cow is all you need and
1: they have a, a trouble with it towards the end that's all I would, you need
0: I, I i don't mind i like i don't i think the problem is spucklers have so much baggage even at this point like they're just these they're just an excuse to tell bad hacky hillbilly jokes. And that's all they are anymore. There's no substance to them at all. I would paint a counterpoint. Like you could, I would say, this is my solution to this is you need somewhere to put Lou after they rescue. I think honestly, you keep the plot. The same is Bart raises. Lou doesn't realize even though probably through his own obliviousness that Lou is going to get sold to a slaughterhouse at the end of his little, uh, the end of their journey and when he realizes that he he and Lisa go and rescue Lou and they need somewhere to stash Lou. I feel like the easy solution is the Spucklers have a neighbor that is just a normal farmer, you know, like a, not a hillbilly stereotype. They're they're they live sure they live in the country, but they're not the Spucklers. And Homer and Homer Bart leaves Lou there with them and and then goes to visit Lou and and then you – I would think you – would obviously, you have to manage your time better because you don't well, yeah. want – you don't need all this nonsense. Like, I don't know. It feels like they waste so much time with the Spucklers. They waste so much time in the beginning of the episode with the Transmorpha Clowns. Like, you just have Bart learn about farm life by having Lou – on this farm, and you can have a guest character. That's who I would have Zoe Deschanel play. You want Zoe Deschanel in this episode? She plays the the owner of this farm. This lady, yes, a, a, a normal a lady, a woman owns the farm, runs the farm, and she kind of takes Bart under her wing and teaches Bart about farm life and how. Yeah, sometimes. We end up killing our animals. We end up slaughtering them, and and but it's, it's usually when they're older. It's when they can't be productive farm animals anymore. Um, and it's a part of it's Unless
1: a sir males, and then you know <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. I would also make Lou. I would make Lou a, a female cow. I think that makes more. But it makes much more sense. I, 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 really think Matt that they just did that for that joke. For well, that of joke,
1: Cause it doesn't really matter to Bart.
0: No. I, but I think that's what they did. They just went, oh, we had a joke where Bart thinks this is a lady, but it's actually a bull. But you could have, like, I feel like that's, and then, and it's about, you know, him coming to your turns so to like, oh, well, learning that cows are living creatures and have feelings, and once you raise them, you get attached to them, also doesn't necessarily preclude preclude you from being an omnivore or a carnivore. and how a farmer necessarily would m- make that distinction. And, like, you could have Lisa there as the vegetarian and be like, well, I can't do it because I, I, it's a, I have a crisis of conscience about killing these poor animals. And the farmer would make, could make a point about how, well, you know, sure. For a person who's living in a city that makes some kind of sense, but for, for a lot of, for historically farmers needed to do this. This is how they lived. Um, and you yeah. didn't waste. There's a reason
1: humans are omnivores, because we needed animals and their products and their, you know, their lives in a lot of cases to survive. Yes. And so uh, you get it, a very interesting conversation between why that
0: is no longer the case and why some people still choose that life. Yes. And like it, it's a, it can be complicated. It can be muddled. And I don't think The Simpsons need to come up with an answer at the end of the episode and be like, oh, well, you need to be a vegetarian or you can't, or you shouldn't be a vegetarian. It should be let it be complicated. Let it be complex. And let it be, oh, well, and you could even have the farmer say, well, we understand that it's not that way anymore. And we've actually started to move away from that. Blah, 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 blah. You have all this stuff there. And it could have growth. And you can still make jokes about farm life and about manure. And, like, there could be tons. There's so, you hang the jokes on the framework. It's always what we preach. um, Not the other way around. You cannot hang a plot on jokes. The jokes are not strong enough and i think that is one of the many reasons that seasons 19 simpsons are so bad is they have the jokes first and they try and hang the plot on the jokes and oh boy you get bits here where homer is in a slaughterhouse run entirely by machines dressed as a cow and you're like w- what is happening what is this life i'm living where you have to talk about this seriously um i don't know that's it's not i don't again the core of this bart that relationship core of that relationship with bart and and lou has worked before could work again but instead, they go make it about getting married. Why?
1: Because they had a lot of hillbilly jokes, Robbie, and they needed a reason to get them in there.
0: You're probably right, man. Probably right. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> we can move on to our next segment. It's time for Comments the News Group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments of the News Group is where I ask our patrons to leave their thoughts on an episode. I read them on the air live. You can join us on our Patreon. Uh, only supporters can do this. Patreon.com slash The Show. First from Tim. You know, only there weren't a third act here. At one point, I thought it wasn't the worst sort of lightweight version of Lisa the Vegetarian, but instead focusing on Bart's possible attempts at that practice and finding it more challenging than his sister did. But had stuck with that premise, we might be talking lower reaches of the 200s. Not canon, certainly, but not revolting either. But of course, there's a third act which is in and of itself is one of the five worst acts we've seen to date. Without picking on any one thing, I'll just say that if you pick a segment of people and run a series of gags poking fun at their condition, it tends to get frowned upon. So, how to rank this? I'll give the first two acts a 295 each, the third a 390. So, in those evenly, we get to number 327, which seems far too high. Let's deduct an additional 45 spots for that third act, giving us number 372. You're probably getting, I don't know, I'm not sure. It might be somewhere in the middle there. Uh, from JJ, I'm torn on this one. It's one plot which they set up quickly, and I enjoyed all the Bart and Lou stuff in the first two acts, but the introduction the Spucklers in the plot really hurts the episode. I don't understand why Bart being forced to marry Mary is even here, since they could have easily made the episode work without it. It just sticks out as a big pointless divergence before they get the cow plot back on track. The episode can't fully recover, though, and they turn Bart's goodbye to Lou, which should have been a touching moment into a Casablanca reference for some reason. There's better jokes than usual scattered throughout. Unfortunately, balance it with lazy hillbilly jokes in the third act. Laughter house is pretty good though. Overall, I'm my angry at this episode, just disappointed. I agree. Yes. Yeah, Everyone what... likes the laughter house. Laughter house is good. I'm, I'm nothing upset. I'm no, no problem. With laughter house uh, from Derek. The one and only time I watched this, I distinctly remember it was hay fever season and I was having my breakfast. and my sinuses must've been so clogged that I couldn't taste a damn thing. My meals are sacred to me, so I was livid. Perhaps therefore I was predisposed to hate this episode, and maybe my thoughts are unfair. But I thought this was a big steaming pile. The plot outline is stupid and dumb enough, so the episode is bosh from the get-go. But when you actually watch it, watch it, it's just a it's just a load of nothing. If you're going to run with a ridiculous premise, could the episode at least have the courtesy to hold my interest? Vapidity incarnate. Anyways, something, anyways, something that I don't think gets talked about enough is Bart's character, the evolution. Everyone brings up Homer or Flanders or Lisa, but Bart is arguably an even bigger casualty. At some point during the teen years, they just had no idea what to do with him or how to write him, so they write him storylines, storylines for him that are suited towards a teenager rather than a 10-year-old, where he spouts hackneyed sitcom jokes, where he ex- half expect a laugh track to play. It's only in the script to justify Nancy's paycheck. Then in the dreaded HD era, that the era, they exaggerate that Dennis the Menace version of Bart that was only ever really his character outside the show on promotional material and merchandise. The show itself, he was a very nuanced character. Sorry for that rant. But I do lament the degradation of such characters that become so apparent when watching crap like this. I mean, so it's very clear. I think even just watching uh, the the season thirty three episodes we do for the Patreon, uh, the season finale was this week and or last Sunday at this point, but it heavily features Bart and Bart coming to the the episode's all about how Bart uh, his future is. You're going to be troubling and trouble problematic. He, he's not going to have a life like his dad, and it's not a perfect episode by any means. But compared to this Bart, where yeah,
1: like you said, this the thing about a teen years Bart is they don't they want him to be the little hellraiser, and they can't figure out how that translates into episodes that aren't directly about that. Like they have a idea of what they want him to be, but it doesn't translate well, and they can't find a way to do that rather than just make him a normal ten year old boy in other circumstances.
0: Um, from Charles piggybacking backing off of Derek. I never realized how much both a weight and shield nostalgia is for Simpsons and for the Simpsons until this podcast. This subset had a taint to it going in because I knew I know because going in because I know where Mary ends up. Yet at the same time, I generally liked her character before her decline. So I was excited to only wonder why I, was, I ever was if this is what I was remembering. <laughs> eh, you, yeah, you your memory is fallible. Can't rely on it. From Lauren. I liked how this episode started with Bart going to 4 H club and racing a calf. I would have liked to see this plot develop more, with Bart and Mary becoming close friends. Instead, the plot went off a cliff exploded into stupidity. Parts with Homer dressed as a cow and the wedding were so freaking stupid that I quickly grew bored and frustrated. I laughed at one point. They had a few clever, glags, few clever gags, but they took a good premise and went left again. The more I think my shock value would be five. wasn't overly offensive, and I laughed once, but it was a waste of a decent plot. Finally, from Gabe really like two-thirds of this episode. I love the connection between Bart and his cow. This is like Salisor Galactica, but better. And no elves. 7.5 out of 10. Decent. That's true. No elves, just hillbillies. No elves, just hillbillies. Um, that's it for uh, Comments from the news Group. Thank you, everyone who watched this episode, left a review. Appreciate <laughs> you all taking the time. If you'd like to join our cavalcade of calamity, a parade of pain, just go to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash com slash Show. parade of pain. parade that's, of pain. That's pretty, yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty aprop- ap- apropos uh we can move on to our next segment It's time for the listener question of the week let's try one more number <gasps> yellow
2: kbbl is gonna give me something stupid well hot dog we have a wiener
0: yellow our listener question of the week this week is what is your one off what one-off guest character did you bring back for an episode lots and lots of great answers Matt, take it away. All right. First up from
1: Casey in honor of upcoming pride month. I would love to have John from Homer's Folia back as I think the newer seasons have had, you know, LGBTQ plus elements much better than in the earlier seasons. Plus John Waters is a gift. You are 100% right. Casey. Ooh, I mean, we just had the, the Smithers and fire Island Joker, whatever. So they still have a ways to go, but you know, they're getting better.
0: Hey, 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 uh, Hey, man. Also that season 33 episode of Smithers was all right. Okay. It wasn't terrible. It was okay. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it.
1: It was okay. That's true. That's true. All right. Uh, from Andy, Ray Patterson or Jessica Lovejoy, both great. I don't know if we get Steve Martin back. We could definitely try, though.
0: <laughs> Only if he gets uh, that. He, Steve... uh, he would say, like, I want to play my banjo. All right, Steve Martin. Hey, Trump, play okay, banjo. sure.
1: We had much worse music lately. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, from J.J. Ruth Powers, she has frequent cameos and crowd scenes, but not having her consistently appear as the Simpsons' neighbor on the other side and a permanent friend for Barge was a missed opportunity. Ooh, so true, J.J. Uh, from Alex Grimy, I know he's dead, and we had his ghost in a treehouse opener, but damn it, if they don't care about continuity, anyway, bring him back, Alex. <laughs> that would be really funny if Alex, he just showed up one day as a coworker. That'd be amazing,
0: <laughs> Alex. You've earned you've earned my eternal scorn. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I
1: would love that. It's just Homer's rival co-worker with no explanation. That would be amazing. Alex, you and me, we got this, buddy. All right, uh, from Anthony. Thank you for saying I don't have to read the lyrics. Uh, Scorpio. Uh been eight months since I saw that episode, and I still remember the song word for word. Can't believe Hank never came back and would have been the perfect antagonist for the first movie. I love everyone else's answer, but it's Hank. The coffee joke kills me every time. Also, on the Fridays, the lunchroom serves hot dogs and burgers and beer. Yes, please. I don't even need half of those things, but still, yes.
0: And then you did quote the entire song. I just, I... I He did, yes. Mm
1: -hmm. No one wants to hear my singing today. All right, uh, from Tim. I honestly think Captain Lance Murdoch would be a quality recurring character. He'd be another go-to when utility players needed. could play the romantic love god, certainly a better choice than Smithers, a sidekick to Rainier Wolfcastle, another Moe's Barfly who could say things, and irritant to Flanders, he had the idea. Plus, the writers could use him a prop mocking a lot of today's TikTok gags. Not a bad thought, actually. Uh, from Lauren, I have to go with one and only Hank Scorpio. I think you could do a lot with him and make a really good episode. I still question why he wasn't the villain of the movie. I think we all question that quite frequently. But also, it's really hard to get on Albert Brooks' schedule. The man is a national treasure. Matt, 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 Matt,
0: Matt, 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 Matt. Have you really? Is this what we're doing? What? Who voiced the villain in the movie? Albert Brooks. Yes. So- I'm saying... I'm
1: saying, I'm saying that he it's hard to get on his schedule to keep him as a recurring character as a one an extra one-off character. Absolutely, no, oh, Matt, uh, Matt,
0: Matt, Matt, but you, in the movie, he was there.
1: I know that, right? That's what I'm saying. You're, but you're he, not, you just
0: said he, we wonder be. why he should be in the movie, and then you're like, it's hard to get a hold of him. He was in the movie.
1: No, I'm saying uh, we all question why he wasn't the villain in the movie, and the reason he can't come back is because it's hard to get on his schedule.
0: I, I don't.
1: I see where you're coming from, but I think I explain Matt, myself Matt, adequately. Matt, mm.
0: I, if you think it has anything to do with scheduling, why Albert Brooks isn't more involved with The Simpsons.
1: mean I'm sure they're also not willing to pay him
0: enough. There you go. You got it. There's <laughs> it nothing to do with sure time. there's a lot of
1: reasons, Robbie. No,
0: it, it, there's one reason. It's like, oh, Fox or Disney now won't pay me enough money. Albert Brooks doesn't work for free. Come on. Albert Brooks doesn't work for
1: free or cheap or even medium. Albert Brooks gets paid. He should get paid what he's he he worth. He
0: should be paid what he's worth. I think everyone should. Exactly. I'm just saying. If you think it's scheduling at this point, hmm, I don't think so. All right, fair,
1: fair. All right, uh, from Brandon. I'd love to see Carl come back as part of a mini reboot that eliminates Jerk Homer once and for all. Now that would be amazing. Uh, is Harvey Firestein still alive?
0: How dare you! man i just want to make How sure dare I, 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 you uh, if,
1: if he is not alive i need to mourn properly and need to know
0: yeah yes harvey firestein is okay. still alive. thank god he is he is 69 years old
1: and people have died ray leota died at 67
0: yesterday i'm i know rest uh, in peace ray leota uh, uh but harvey firestein's still kicking he's still doing great he's still the best his voice is iconic and Perkins. they should bring back carl
1: they should. Carl was an amazing character. Pay Albert Brooks what he's worth, pay Harvey Firestone what there's worth, and bring them back. All right. Uh, from Derek, Laura Powers would have been a good character to bring back for pseudo-sequel to New Kid on the Block, but instead is Lisa-centric and a counterpart to Marge on the Lamb, with Lisa acting out and trying to appear more grown-up in a childish effort to impress the teenage Laura. yes, yeah, she would have been great instead of Shauna in the most recent episode. Uh, they've never really been able to pull off the Lisa acts above her age and gets knocked back in the post classic seasons. Trying to pass for a college student, which is too unbelievable to work, and then I have absolutely no idea what the hell the recent Lisa Shauna episode was attempting. But whatever it was didn't work either. Also, isn't it funny, and by funny I mean depressing, that Laura Powers appeared only once and exhibited more character in one scene than the vacuum that
0: is Shauna Chalmers,
1: who has been in the show for over a decade?
0: Thank you. To be Derek. fair,
1: Shauna's only appeared like in two. Thank as a you, large Derek. In two episodes. Thank
0: you. Someone saying it, Shauna, don't care about. I mean, I'm pretty sure we we said that a lot in the review of that episode. But someone else, Matt. as someone corroborating my validating my feelings is what is happening. I validate your feelings every week. You don't count. <laughs>
1: Okay, all right, all right. Uh, From Gabe, I'd really want to see Hank Scorpio again for sure. Absolutely. Uh, From Matt Brave New, the kids of Summer Four Foot Two. After all the episodes that treat Lisa bad, she deserves a reunion with her summer friends. Huh? That'd be interesting. I would love to see that. Uh, From Out L Columbia eighty eight, I came to say her, but I think I'm going to agree with Brave New and say the kids from Summer of Four Foot Two. Lisa does need more friends. Like honestly both of the kids need more friends i mean bart has millhouse lisa has nobody they need more friends that they hang out with i mean kids generally have more than one friend or zero in lisa's case anyway uh from matt yes it's aaron laura powers had more memorable moments in one episode than shauna has had in a dozen i sense a trend probably people agreeing with you get a lot of uh a lot of uh space in our, our show notes
0: mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs>
1: from at wayscats i'm surprised no one else in twitter said hank scorpio and his reason for coming back would probably be one of the easiest to figure out well yeah i mean rich guys with uh designs Pl- on Matt, please continue i have more
0: there's more hank scorpio mentions right below come on keep going
1: okay okay all right from at T. jacobson hank scorpio because he is way better than russ cargill from at brian j field i think hank scorpio trying to buy springfield's version of twitter would send all the right messages absolutely uh finally a non hang scorpio uh, i grouped them together TMC. what do you want uh for matt tyler CMC, carl easy true from matt jaden lebron uh jessica lovejoy or uncle herb a lot, of, a lot of votes for jessica lovejoy i don't i don't know that i care for that but okay <laughs> uh for matt roger k 999 ringo ringo star now that would be amazing <laughs> uh from at handy t Four, five, seven, nine. Not a guest character, but Roy really had it on <laughs> oh, God. Roy for literally one scene in one episode. All right. Uh, and from at your apocalypse, I was going to say Poochie, but yeah. Robbie, what is your response?
0: Okay, first of all, Matt, let's, let's, I want to address that. Uh, I don't think I would enjoy Jessica Lovejoy. Uh, she's great. She's a great to to Bart. She is the female Bart and we just don't have it. She, we, and, that's true and we saw how differently she was treated like everyone was willing like,
1: like uh, oh a, a little a lot, boy there's, hellion
0: there's a lot of uh there's a lot of jessica lovejoy fans on on twitter there's a lot of uh in, in the greater simpsons fandom especially among the younger simpsons fandom there's a lot of a lot of people who would really like jessica um my answer is it's really hard but i feel like it's been long enough at this point You uh, bring back um. I can't. Well, I my I literally just lost my mind, Matt. Well, I mean, that's that happened several times today. <laughs> I just had the name of the character in my head, and I completely, uh, Mr. Bergstrom. Oh yeah, Mr. Bergstrom. Yeah, I think it, yes, he's very important, very valuable character back in the very early days of The Simpsons, and the, the that fact that he never came back kind of sets it apart. But I feel like at this point, I think Mr. Bergstrom would be a, a great another just one time one more appearance for mr bergstrom and i feel like this in this case you could make it you could do a different episode with mr bergstrom at this point um and i think i would this is my very brief elevator pitch for a second bergstrom episode is that lisa i don't know tries to hunt him down and she finds that mr bergstrom has abandoned teaching Oh, that'd be a great one because he's because he's been treated poorly, or maybe like there is they just she just encounters Mr. Bergstrom in the wild doing another job, and it is a, her trying to disentangle like why did you quit tweet teaching and how valu, you know how valuable you were to my to to my to my to, to that to, in that episode how valuable you were to and how I think about the world and stuff like that and he could talk about how hard teaching is and blah 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 I think yay with what the Simpsons have been doing lately just make an episode about how we should treat teachers better. And maybe if he get, comes back and maybe it becomes about a bigger issue about Springfield and teaching. And I think you could, you could bring government in all kinds of stuff. Um, Matt, what's your answer? Honestly, I want to say Ruth powers, uh, but I want her to come back as more of a
1: recurring character uh, just because I think it, Marge deserves a friend. Uh, the Both powers, honestly, need to become recurring characters. Uh, both Laura and Ruth are would be great friends for, uh, respectively, Marge and Lisa. And I, I think that would add a lot to the show that is kind of missing right now. Um, but we're talking one-offs, so I would probably have to go with Carl. I think if they can get Harvey Fierstein back and he sees what Homer has become, he would be incredibly disappointed. And I think that would be really a, a
0: great way to transition Homer into a more interesting character. Uh, I, w- I mean, I would argue that Homer is not nearly as bad now as he was in the teen seasons. That's true. But I
1: definitely think there are some episodes where they kind of veer towards that and I'm not
0: happy about it. <laughs> also, I th- I think ultimately I, I, when you say, oh, when if they could get it back, I don't think that Harvey Firestein or Dustin Hoffman or any of these people would go, oh, no, I don't want to do that. They would. And I, think, ultimately, it's just well, you need to pay them, and you, need the Simpsons writers, to write an episode about them. And I don't think either of those things happen. Like, I don't think the Simpsons writers are writing episodes about those these old characters anymore. Uh, and I don't think that they, the Disney, wants to pay anyone any more than they absolutely have to. So that they, they're not going, they're going to throw that money at, uh, Ewan McGregor. Speaking of uh, the Obi Wan show that just came out. On uh, Disney Plus, or uh, you know uh, Jude Law is also being a Star Wars show they announced yesterday. You know I think it's uh, things like that. I don't think they're gonna. I don't know if the Simpsons are gonna get bigger lead, bigger budget now that they're on Disney Plus and they're so popular on the streaming service. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll get a little bit more money and they can uh, spread it out a little bit, get a bigger cast, which I would love. Love for them to have more actors, more voice actors, and especially more reoccurring voice actors uh, spread out. The characters a little bit. I don't think they're going to, but I really wish they would. Our question for next week, Matt, is what is your favorite Cletus quote? We're oh, gonna that's going to gonna be an interesting one. I it's going to be, to be fair, Cletus, it's not that you can't make jokes about hillbillies. That's perfectly fine. They just have to be clever. <laughs> and Cletus. Well, and
1: not treat them like they're this mysterious, weird character
0: that no one has ever come up to. I'm fine with Cletus himself being like sort of weird eldritch creature that like, you know, I don't mind that. I do mind it when it's used to like, he has like 60 children and is all the entire family. They're exactly, they're all the same character. And that's the problem, really. That's really the problem I have with Cletus and the way they've, they've written him over the years. It's not that Cletus is like some dumb bumpkin that... That they don't know how to that he does things that are inexplicably and they're just because they're stupid hacky hillbilly jokes. It's more like you can make Cletus a big weirdo hillbilly. That's perfectly fine. I've met a lot of big weirdo hillbillies that are inexplicable. That's true. It's just
1: not all of them.
0: Yeah, I just don't want every single member of the Spucklers to be exactly the same character. It gets really boring and really dumb after a while. Um, The charm of a lot of hillbillies in my life is that they do weird stuff. But they have a perfectly good reason for it. And you go, oh, that's why you do that. That's funny. But they don't. that's three steps farther than The Simpsons get, especially like an episode like this one. Uh, but That's next to his question. I'll post it on our, media, our social media, Twitter, at Pod, Email us at Pod at gmail.com. And I'll post it on our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge.
2: I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S M A R R T.
0: The No Google Trivia Challenge, where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard, try and stump the other. Matt has a lead on me. Nine points on me. That's way too many, Matt. Well, Robbie, today's your opportunity to change that out. Yeah, and I know. Just pull myself up by my bootstraps, huh? Yeah, exactly. Okay. you Are you ready for an easy question? I'm ready. Uh, who moves in with The Simpsons in It's a Mad, 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 Mad March? Uh,
1: I believe that is Becky. You are correct. All right. Your question, your easy question. What magazine uh, does uh, one of the characters, or I should say, what magazine is destroyed in New Kids on the Blech? What? What magazine, well, what the building that belongs to what magazine is destroyed in New Kids on the Blech? Mad? You are correct.
0: What are you, Matt, what on earth are you talking about? Gonna drive me insane. Do you know what you're okay. what mag Okay. That's an easy question.
1: I thought it was very easy, but okay.
0: Matt. This <laughs> will become clear with your your medium and hard questions. I cannot tell you a single thing that happens in that episode.
1: <gasps>
0: okay. You ready for a medium question? Okay. In It's a Mad 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 Mad, Mad Marge, Otto plays what song to propose to Becky?
1: Um I hope it's the right name. Uh, it's Every Rose Has a Thorn. By? Oh, Guns and Roses.
0: Is that your final instrument? Yes. So close, Matt, but so, so far. Oh. it's First of all, if you want to be particular, it's Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Oh, and say, okay. And it, it is by Poison, not Guns and Roses.
1: Oh, of course it's by Poison, because that's why Cyanide was in it. Okay, okay. <laughs> there okay. you
0: go. You figured it out.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, good luck with this one. If <laughs> I, you didn't get the first one. <laughs> what, what is the name of the record company that signs Bart and the other Springfield boys? Uh, <laughs> um, Columbia. Sorry, it is Star Blitz Promotions. That is terrible. I know.
0: God, that's one of the better episodes of that se- of those seasons. Okay, Matt, uh. your hard question: What's the headline in the newspaper about Becky? that Marge uncovers.
1: Oh God. Uh, it's like local woman is wonderful. And then that's like crazy. or a uh, local woman has a wife or has wedding ruined. And Marge's is crazed wife or ruins ma- uh, wedding. <laughs> I can't remember.
0: What are you saying? Are you okay? Yeah, I don't know. Did you just have a stroke? Are you smelling burnt toast? Uh, yep, no, yep. no, this is, uh, no, this is when Marge is trying to, un. un to do deep research on Becky and try and find her dark secrets. Oh, that's
1: right. That's right. No, I have no idea what
0: those are. Well, there's only one. And it says, look, it's big, bold letters. It says local girl kills. And then in small letters, competition Competition in in talent contest, talent contest. Right. That is, that's the answer, man. (laughs) Not whatever you said. I don't know the word salad. You were spitting at me.
1: Well, after the wedding, there's like an article about how the wedding got ruined and how it's Marge's fault. Anyway, your hard question. What is the name of the oldest Olympic marathon winner as of the episode New Kids on the Black? What? In the episode, (laughs) the thing that kicks it all off is that Homer realized that the oldest Olympic marathon winner is 38, which is roughly his age. What is the name of that Olympic marathon winner?
0: Matt, what is this? What? 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 I can't even. I can barely tell you the barest essence of the plot of this episode, and you're asking uh-huh. me the name of a marathon. Ah, uh, uh, well, it's a hard question, Robbie. Steve
1: Bliskin. Uh, it is Carlos Lopez.
0: What? Mm-hmm. That's not even funny.
1: Nope, no, it's not. It's probably an actual. It's probably the actual world record holder. That's or not Olympic, a funny uh, marathon that, winner at that point.
0: That's not a. I can't we're not we don't get a funny athlete name. Nope. No, not even. I'm just getting re by episodes I haven't watched in the, since we did them. Uh, uh-huh. This is your fault, Matt. That's fair. This is your fault. We're still Nat still has a nine point lead on me. It's not going to happen because Matt's decided to ask me impenetrable questions. I asked questions about a terrible episode. So, you know, hey, New Kids on the Black. Is better than a lot of those those other episodes. It's not good. It has true, some true. things in it. it. Has fun boy band stuff. That's what I remember. That's all. I, the the positives of New Kids on the Black Mat is is uh, join the Navy and fun boy band parody stuff. But the rest of the I know the rest of the episodes probably just garbage. Um, oh God, my like Matt. It's like you're lit- like you when you ask me these questions. My mind reels. It's like literally. I'm just not. It feels like I just got hit in the face with like a baseball. Like it doesn't. I don't know. I mean, when they're when they're not questions in the golden years, that's the you feel. Mm-hmm. We can move on to our final segment. the Segment we end every single episode with is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. We watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Apocalypse cow.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a mystery. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not good. It's It's bad, man. I mean, it's it's bad, but it's not as bad as it could have been, I guess. I uh,
0: It's okay. bad. It's not it's not awful, but it is not even mediocre. It is I think here uh I can hear I can say this. Midnight yeah. Tow Boy is better. I like Midnight Toboy more than Apocalypse Cow. Apocalypse I, Cow I has yeah. higher highs. The Bart Blue stuff is better, but it is not cohesive at all. Apocalypse Cow falls apart in the third act. Stop me if you've heard it before. Um, below Midnight Toboy is The Wife Aquatic. Okay. Is it better or worse than The Wife Aquatic? Uh, which one's The
1: Wife Aquatic again?
0: <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Um... Oh, it's like the, that's the perfect storm parody. Homer becomes a fisherman.
1: Oh boy. That is, that is real bad. But I think this is the worst. Honestly, I'm looking at uh, Bart versus Lisa versus the third grade. This is better than that, man. This is better than that. I would agree. Yeah. That's the one I was looking at. Little Orphan Million. That's the one where Luann and and, uh, Kirk fall off the cruise ship, right?
0: (laughs) Yes. forgot. Okay. Danish the Danish right? uncle and all that nonsense. Uh, I think this is uh, better than uh, that too. I think this is better than all right, right. Right. so helter shelter that's the one
1: where, uh, where March and gonna...
0: Lisa murder someone,
1: yes, without anyone caring.
0: They push a guy off a cliff and he dies <laughs> and no one cares. no one cares. I'm gonna say this is I would say that is better. I think helter shelter you is... for some reason, have this thing about helter shelter. <laughs> i think i should say this is better than that no helter shelter is funnier matt helter shelter is completely maniacal it's completely maniacal it is the skull ears to a t where it is just insanity for 20 minutes and then it ends it doesn't make any sense i will take that over this half-earned emotional dribble where it treats like this all this stuff like it's revelation like that's the it's the algene stuff where it's just like oh look heart but it's completely unearned Helter or shelter makes no bones that it's it's insane and it never stops and sure it's not good but i laughed at there's a lot of bits in them living in the old house you know with 1895 house or whatever it is that i think are funny I thought Laughter House, in this was funny, and basically nothing else I really thought was that funny in this episode. Um, The Bart Lou stuff is is nice, but it cannot cover up for the calamitous decisions that are not – they're mostly in the third act, but they're not limited to the third act. There's problems earlier on, too. I think Helter Shelter is better. I would rather watch if you ask me right now point blank if I'd rather watch Helter Shelter, I'd rather watch Apocalypse Cow, I'd say Helter Shelter 1000 percent of the time.
1: Uh when you put it that way, you're you're right, because this episode is just I don't know. I might have to watch Helter Shelter one more time. <laughs> just to uh, say.
0: I mean, Helter Shelter when you watch it again, you would be like, Oh man, this is nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. But it doesn't I, I feel like if Apocalypse Cow was just it's just the, the the nice stuff with Bart and Luke Bart and Luke cannot and also they they have a there's already a character named Lou in your show. I I, I wouldn't even bring that up. And that's a uh, that's you shouldn't do that. You should not have a character yeah. named Lou and a cow named Lou. Name is something else. It's so stupid. Um Helder Schultz better. Barely. It's not like it's uh, leagues yeah. better, it's it's slightly better. I would rather watch it. It's a spot. It's in, you okay? You alright? I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Talk about you. Talk about me. Hemming in Holland about Where a, where an episode goes? I know. I know. Season nineteen. That is a new number three thirty-two on our list, which is not as bad as it could be. Uh, <laughs> it could be much worse, honestly. It, the The middle act makes this almost worth it. <laughs> yeah. the The, the broadcast stuff is good. It's just surrounded by nonsense, and the last act is just miserable. Um and the sheer amount of hillbilly jokes that are all the hackiest nonsense, it just gets so tiring. Uh, Apocalypse Cow is number one forty one our post Golden Years ranking. Uh, number one on the list is still Homer's enemy. Last on the list is still Day. We'll See if it ever gets overtaken. Um, we do have one more thing to do. One more question to answer. That question is: Do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? Okay. This is an interesting Ugh. question
1: this week. It is, because I feel like this is dumb, but there's nothing particularly egregious about it, except for Homer's idiocy at the end. Well, it is.
0: there's is a lot of bad stuff, Matt, but it doesn't need to be 100% perfect for it to stay in the canon. It doesn't even have to be right. majority good to stay in the canon. It just has to have something in it worthwhile to make it worth watching. Honestly, to me, is there's something in it for you? Would I go? Hey, if you're a hardcore Simpsons fan, should you watch this? Should you consider it? Because there's stuff in it that is interesting to 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 think about, and I'm on the fence because the Bart Lue stuff is solid and it's interesting and there's potential there, and I feel like there could be. It's, there's something there. There's like a little kernel, and is that worth it? Is that worth? Does it add there's a is there enough value there?
1: Honestly, I think
0: that Bart's relationship with Lou is worth keeping this in. I'll let you decide for a minute, because I'm not sure still. I think that's a yes. You don't fire the cannon just because of that cow, just because Bart Lou's relationship. There's a colonel there. Uh and I think it it's enough. It's just enough. And it's easy and and I and this doesn't make the episode good. It's still a bad episode. But that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that you that there's you like when if I was handling this, I'd be like well when you watch this episode, the noteworthy stuff is Bart and Lou there's something there, and it could be something yep. better, but it's worth talking about, I think um we will ask the same question as we work our way down from the top of the list and eventually get all these all these episodes sorted. We are on number ninety one Matt uh, season nine episode uh Lisa the Simpson. I mean, there is the doctor of complicated surgery, but beyond that,
1: I like the idea that Lisa is scared for her intelligence, which is what she considers a core part of her.
0: Yeah, and so I like uh, Yes, absolutely. It's a part of the, the, the canon. Uh, I think that what you you nailed it right on the head that. Lisa, it's, and it's, that's why it's part of the canon. It's, it's because, sure, it, it's a good episode. I think it's funny and, 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 and interesting, but it also, because it does contribute, like, oh, what is Lisa's identity, and how how does she uh, identify as both a Simpson and as intelligentsia, you know, as an academic, as a smart person? How do those things mix together? How, can they clash? Do they clash? All that stuff's good. And uh, so it's part of the canon. We will not fire the cannon today, even though oh, there was a part of me that really wanted to fire Apocalypse Cow out of that cannon. But cute, <laughs> good little, cute little Lou saved, kept it in there. I think just barely, just barely. Um, hey Matt, yes. Our next episode. Uh oh, we're not there yet. I I was I wasn't sure if the next episode is another Mona episode, but it is not. It is any given Sundance. Oh no, I, what? Where Lisa, they, they, Lisa makes a film and it is entered into the Sundance Film Festival. Um, they, they go, the family goes to the Sundance. Oh, okay. Simpsons go traveling, I guess. With, the, with Skinner and Chalmers, by the way. They both, and then we, this, mm-hmm. the, this episode gets stars, Jim Jarmusch and John C. Riley as themselves. Interesting. Okay. I, I like okay. John, I like John C. Riley. Not so much Jim I, Jim I B- do like John Z. Not, so 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 we'll not so much Jim Jarmusch, but that's whatever. Um, he didn't make Ghost Dog. Ugh. You ever seen Ghost Dog, Matt?
1: Ghost Dog? I'm trying to figure <laughs> out what that is, and I'm scared. Forest Bedecker
0: plays a urban samurai. Nope. Nothing. No.
1: Actually, that kind of ran up
0: bell. I will have to look that up. It's I, some people. I, I'm not a fan. I'll just say that. Okay, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of Jim Jermush. Don't think his movies are that good. But whatever. Um, that's next time. You watch along with us if you like. Join our Patreon. You can uh, support us there, patreoncom slash Show and do all the things. Get lots of bonus content. I do say it is the best, uh, the best uh, deal in all of podcasting. And I only say that semi-ironically. I do consider it a good deal. Uh, support us on our Patreon. You get lots of bonus material. Um. Yeah, you find this stuff at our website, com. It's it has links to all our all our social media and to our Patreon and to our RSS feed if you want to listen to us that way and to this list. By the way, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. My website is RobbieDorman.com. Includes links to all the things I do online, including my novels. I have ten novels out. My newest is called Burial. It is a post-apocalyptic revenge western. Uh, it's my best work yet If you like the Dark Tower series You'll love this You should go check it out i really appreciate if you did Leave me a good review I love you forever Matt does not participate in social media You will not find him
1: uh, That is true uh, Social media is a bygone thing for me I leave all that to my wonderful wife Who spends all of her time Updating the incredibly cute pictures On kitten turns K I T T I N T E R N S On Instagram uh, Because, well, we both spend all of our time Trying to get them to just freaking eat already Uh, and that's a full-time job at least. So if you guys want to see adorable kittens that we have somehow managed to keep eating despite their wishes, uh, you can check it out, and if you're in the central Florida area, you can adopt one. And please, please adopt them. They're so cute. It hurts to look at them. I need them out of my house so I can, you know, walk around without my eyes open rather than closed all the time because the cuteness overwhelms me.
0: Matt, what you tell me? Why on earth should I adopt one of those kittens when I know that as soon as I adopt one, you're just gonna replace it with another one?
1: Because I, I need all of them uh to be adopted. Eventually there's not gonna be any more. But you know, for right now, That's not true, need... Matt. Eventually we're gonna TNR all the cats around here and there'll be no more kittens and I will finally get a break. That's not finally.
0: Matt, I'm What? You're I'm sorry, your toil is gonna be infinite. <laughs> Uh, Uh, Your job will never... Sucker some other people into doing this. Your job's never going to end. I'm very, very sorry. Uh, They are very cute. You should do that. You should go to that Instagram and follow the Kitten Turns. They're very cute kittens, especially right now. They're just uh, nonstop adorable. Uh, That'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Keep watching this episode.